0: Hey guys, Dale here. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and free agent pool. Now, Christian, you may ask,
1: how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, basically what they do is this app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues, they pull in your actual roster and your league scoring system, which is very important. SquadQL then provides like their waiver and trade recommendations. Then the app gives you rankings each and every week, and it's all based on your league settings. So SquadQL truly is your go-to app for fantasy football this season. Head to SquadQL.com, download SquadQL. Your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer, trusted by over a hundred thousand DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores.
2: Yeah. Eat Sleep
1: Fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. Also known as the Offensive Lines of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me, as always, is my favorite fantasy football host in the world, Mr. Dale DeMont. What's up, Dale?
0: Christian, uh, I hope you didn't read the note sheet. Uh, incorrectly, but it's like offensive lines, like O lines for football. We're not no, no, no. Can,
1: offensive lines, like, like things that we shouldn't jokes? say. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like I'm going to call your mom fat for their whole, uh,
1: yeah. Can we ask, um, yeah, no, don't worry. We're going to ask guests when they come on, what's, what's their favorite offensive line and what's their favorite offensive line.
0: Yeah. That's uh that's going to be really important. Um, for those that don't know and didn't read the title of this podcast, we will be having Ross Tucker join us on the podcast in just a little bit. Um, we he's always awesome, three time uh, three time guest for our show, so we're excited to hear from him. Going to be talking about O lines football. O lines. Oh, O-lines. oh. Talk, talking about some guys that you may need to uh, brush up on a little bit. Um, always good analysis from Russ. Brushing Russ. it. Hmm.
1: Brushing it. What does that mean? brushing up no brushing up yeah that's right learning it <laughs> no um, you don't like this new persona i have it's okay It's okay no uh okay. make sure i'll keep workshop oh god <laughs> workshopping this character i like to see if it works okay <clears throat> all
0: right uh anyways so uh yeah we're we have a fun episode for those that aren't following us on social media make sure you do so on twitter and facebook and instagram follow we're, it we are giving away a uh uh Le'Veon Bell autographed football uh, it's giving like it away Steelers football that has Le'Veon Bell's autograph practically on it. stealing it and uh, yeah so that's going to be awesome make sure you follow all our social media we're going to give you ways to win it probably by sharing and retweeting and making sure you're following sharing us sharing it and uh, that's all courtesy of auctionofchampions.com good com. for
1: us no, I don't like this character I'm just going to stop now it's not working for me. It's basically I just repeat a word you say followed by it.
0: Yeah, that's not bad, yeah. though. Yeah, I like it. I kind of it. yeah, I mean, like it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't getting man, annoying. But yet. I
1: didn't. I, I couldn't figure out a better way to do it. No, it was fine. I mean, it's like a hype man that is very limited. Maybe I'm in a good mood. Limited because, hype man. That's the okay. name of the character, limited hype man. I like it. I like it. I mean, okay. if
0: you're, you're catching me on a good mood right now, so I'm not annoyed any other right. day. I might have probably stopped
1: the podcast. We'll see how it goes next segment <laughs> Well, we're talking to Ross. I'm going to try that out. Yeah, you go, you do that, Ross. And it. Again.
0: <laughs> Anyways, Christian, how many um, times do
1: you think he gets compared to uh, the guy from Friends? And we
0: kind of talked to him a little about it a little bit last year. Um, oh, you weren't on the episode last year? No, I was not.
1: I was on the first time that he was on the first. Yeah, year.
0: no, we asked him about Ross, and he said he hates Ross
1: because it it screwed everything up for him. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Does he have an alternate persona named Russ, Maybe. or like a person that's very similar to him? Maybe. Who knows? Not the rapper, though. Yeah, the rapper's okay. awesome. Let's move on.
0: Okay. Anyways, we're going to talk about some stuff that you may have missed over the course Ooh. of maybe a couple weeks. Missing we're calling
1: it. This now you're learning I-C-M-Y-I.
0: it. C M Y I.
1: That's my line. It's Stealing it. line. <laughs>
0: <Good one. laughs> Anyways, we're going to talk about some stuff that you may have missed. <laughs> And, uh, and then we're going to get into the O-Line talk with Ross. So. The
1: dumbest character I've ever created. <laughs> this is worse than your
0: smoking J. Cutler. <laughs> People love smoking J. Cutler on the podcast.
1: Oh, man. We're we also going to bring back some, uh, in case you missed it over the summer, some segments that we never truly completed that mm-hmm. we're going to
0: try to complete. We are today. really, as a podcast, we have great ideas. We just never follow, never follow through. through. What's uh, what's probably the, what's the best idea we never followed up with? Forgetting it. Uh, two years running Mark Madness. Yeah. Mark Madness <laughs> is a great competition. Uh, in case you missed it over the summer, basically, we had 32 Spring. marks in a bracket. And we did this in March. Um, and basically, we ranked the marks, 1 through 32. We had a bracket. And we had people send in brackets. And we had a ton of responses. And uh, after about mm, ranking maybe half the bracket, we gave up. Mar, uh, just letting you know, Mark Wahlberg was definitely going to win.
1: Failing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, we did the Natural Disaster and Worry Scale. Mark we did Anthony that last podcast, which is great, but uh, it just it never got legs. You know, we we did it once and then never did it again until yesterday. Which one? The Natural Disaster and
1: Worry Scale. Oh, ah, yeah. Our uh, ranking cereals, we wanted to rank our top 20 cereals. We only gave you number 20. <laughs> <laughs> we were planning on doing like one a
0: day for twenty twenty episodes. We were
1: consistent for four episodes of Trapped in the Closet, and then oh. we just dropped off. We Trapped didn't in do the Closet episodes w- five through
0: thirty-two. Right. So we were doing it once uh, an episode. We were uh, summarizing each Trapped in the Closet chapter uh, by R. Kelly, and yeah, we got about four four in. And people actually liked it, and all this stuff
1: people love. It's just we don't follow uh, through with them. All right. In the but music box. Speaking of which, places. right now, I'm going to bring back a new game. We're going to play it along with the IK Ica- in case you missed it. But we're going to bring back <laughs> Dale's favorite game. <laughs> I can't even say. <laughs> Muy importante uh. or it doesn't matter. <laughs> All Ready? Right. First piece of news here. Okay, we talked about this a little bit uh, yesterday, let's continue a little bit more into it. Doug Baldwin. The news is that his knee is nearing a full return. Is this muy importante or it doesn't matter?
0: Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't
2: matter. <laughs> oh, it doesn't
0: matter. I think we still have enough time. I'm not worried. I'm not too worried about it. Um, he'll he'll be fine. And like you said yesterday on yesterday's pod, he plays through injuries pretty well. Usually, if he does have some sort of injury, he, he comes back a week later. So if, if history is in, in, any indication on how he deals with things, he should be fine. He's hungry. He wants to play.
1: I agree. All right. Here's another one here. Um, Le'Veon Bell. This is something that came out on Tuesday, but we didn't necessarily hit it. And now, again, you guys are probably getting back into drafts again this weekend. Le'Veon Bell expected to report to camp on Monday. So seems he's going to end his holdout. Um, they haven't agreed on any sort of long-term extension, but he's going to be right back um, in the thick of things on Monday. So, muy importante, or it doesn't matter. I think it's muy importante.
2: Muy importante. Muy importante.
0: Um, he he I love wasn't. He wasn't dropping in my ranks anyways. He was still a top three running back for me, regardless if he showed up to camp or not. But, um, yeah, this just gives me a little bit more confidence in him, though.
1: All right. Okay. So, I, may,
0: I may not draft James Connor like I was earlier, like a late, late, late round flyer. I might not do that anymore.
1: Still going to do it, just sure. in case. I think he's I the best handcuff him. Him in football by far. Okay. Like, far and away. I like Actual handcuffs. Like, he's maybe gets a carry a game, but... Um, Wait, hold on. You just that... said actual handcuff? Actual handcuff. Okay. Because there's a lot of guys that aren't, like, actual handcuffs. Okay. Like, Tevin they Coleman's they not a handcuff. Again? I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I always think... Uh, I always think of handcuffs the naughty way. Never like the... Uh, yeah.
0: You automatically think of pink fuzzy handcuffs.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Not fuzzy handcuffs. I just think of them like attached to a bedpost.
0: Okay. I see what you're into. That's cool. A little bit. Okay. That's fine.
1: choking. Um, So, Le'Veon Bell, I think it's muy importante as well, man. He's going to be back and he's going to stay my number one player. All right. Next piece of news here, Dale. Okay. Ready for it? I'm ready. Sam Darnold is going to be the Jets starter for week one.
0: Mm, Interesting.
1: That affect your rankings for any of the Jets?
0: Mm, no, no. I mean, Robbie Anderson is still the wide receiver to own there, and that's about okay. it, right?
1: All right. How do you feel about the run game with uh, some Look, people the, starting to think maybe Powell over Crowell? You still still a Crowell
0: guy? Yeah, I'm still a Crowell guy. Um, I mean, the Jets do have, I think, the second or third worst rated offensive line. In, offensive. <laughs> in the cause NFL. it's bad.
1: <laughs> it's oh, ugly. That's a
0: good one. That's I like that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. I mean, they they still have one of the worst O lines in the NFL. I'm drafting Isaiah Crowell late as like my RB Ford. i I'm feeling really good about it though. But uh, yeah. That I don't know how much this offense is going to move, especially with Sam Darnold. He he might be a good rookie, but he's still a rookie, and he's going to make mistakes.
1: For those of you that weren't aware, Marquise Lee back in uh, oh wait, hold on. I um was that muy importante? It doesn't matter. Uh, uh uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, I forgot my own game. <clears throat> uh, Marquise Lee was placed on IR. Um, and so, uh, from the perspective of the wide receivers of the Jacksonville Jaguars, D.D. D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, um, is this muy importante or does it matter? Mm, I think it's muy importante, don't you?
2: Muy importante!
1: Okay. So if you had, I, I kind of agree. I think there will be value for one Jacksonville mm-hmm. wide receiver. Mm-hmm. My problem now is figuring out who that's going to be because sure. the two guys that I, I wasn't a Lee believer at all. So the two guys that I was stuck between was D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. I think, I think that's everybody's two choices. I had it?
1: originally placed money on D.D. Westbrook. But if I had to place uh, betting odds right now on who it would be, I think I've shifted a little bit to Keelan Cole. Okay, let's how about you?
0: I, uh, I mean, I'm throwing darts on a. I mean, it's, yeah, however you, whatever that expression is, throwing darts to a dartboard. Um, that, that's probably wasn't right. It, it's it, it'll be a complete guess for me. I think we'll see by week. Let's give it till the end of week two. After we see two full games, I think we'll be. I think we'll know for sure.
1: Okay. Pick like up whoever be, looks good in week one.
0: Yeah, I would.
1: All right. Uh two more pieces of news here, Dale. I think I agree. That one was is
0: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold kind on. This, of important. This could this could be a pretty big week one waiver pickup. Even if he doesn't do great, if he's a leader in target whoever's a leader in targets or target share or snap count, like really pay attention to that after week one. He's not gonna be neither one of them might not be the best wide receiver that week. But it, you're going to get really good value on whoever is leading that offense.
1: I agree. Um, this one, I just want to reiterate, Josh Gordon is not going to be starting week one. Um, mm. He reported a camp last week, and I guess they don't feel like he's ready yet. So Josh Gordon will not be a week one starter. Not surprising. Just, Muy importante or it doesn't matter here? Doesn't, I'll tell you it doesn't matter, and I'll tell you why. I, we'll oh. just,
3: it doesn't!
0: And I know it's TV and blah, blah, blah. But watching Hard Knocks and watching Hugh Jackson talk about Josh Gordon, his eyes light up every time he does. And I just, even if he's not starting, it really doesn't mean much. They could put him in, you know, midway through the first quarter and he could play for the rest of the game. Um, the, it, it just seems like they love Josh Gordon way too much and they value winning way too much now. I think they think they have a chance. And uh, Josh Gordon will be out there. He's going to give them the best chance to win.
1: His All status. Right. Uh, I think it is muy importante. He is my don't-touch guy, I think, so hmm. far this offseason. Um, he's a guy that I will not be drafting. Okay. I would much rather have the other guys being drafted around him. And now you add to this, he's not going to start week one. No touchy. Okay. All right. Last piece of news here, Dale. Rashad Penny on track to play week one. Muy importante or it doesn't matter?
0: Hmm. I'd say Muy Importante. Muy
2: Importante. Muy Importante. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't love Rashad Penny, and I don't love him because of his offensive line, and we'll talk about that. I know I keep saying that, but I can't wait to talk to Ross about all this stuff. Um but yeah, I mean, just him being available, if he, even if he doesn't do anything, him being available and healthy is going to uh, is going to be a, a big factor in his draft stock for the next week or two.
1: Uh, I agree. I think this is very important. Um, probably I found most of these to be very important because I picked the news, and mm-hmm. a lot of it was in case you missed it stuff. So I just yep. want to make sure that our, our listeners know, since we've been focusing a lot on injuries and things like that, but there's other things that I wanted to make sure you guys knew. Um, this is important. Um, he's already got his cast off. He's gonna be playing week one. He's just got to get himself in game shape. But at some point in this season, I'd say by week four, Penny's the starter. But week one, he will not be. Okay. Cool. Cool. Is that it? All right. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and call Ross now, man. But don't forget, stay tuned for after because we got some stuff that we need to you know get back to in case you miss them <laughs> all right on the podcast with us now
0: is ross tucker you may know him on the fantasy feast podcast with evan silva uh, ross how you doing
3: dale christian i am fantastic always good to talk with you guys i love your uh i love the name of your podcast i just thanks buddy I'm big on one-word sentences. <laughs> there you go.
0: It just makes it sleep, easy, right? <laughs> sleep
3: fantasy. Yeah. It's funny. I um, I wrote a story this week for the Athletic, and a guy, like in the comment section, complained, and said, you know, these former athletes need better editors. He has too many short paragraphs. Which, by the way, he's he's like, it makes it really hard to read. Which is really weird because most people prefer that way rather than like you know. 12 sentence paragraphs all right. the
0: time. And, and uh, did he know that you're Princeton educated?
3: I don't know. It well, doesn't not. matter. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the one thing I've learned about comment sections and Twitter is that you're pretty much guaranteed to have someone disagree with you or complain for in some way, shape or form, no even what. if it's totally nonsensical. I've noticed a lot of people like guys that I follow on Twitter, like Joel Corey and Joe Banner and guys like that that are really knowledgeable yeah. getting all upset as fans like argue with them and be like no you're wrong it's like guys th- no matter what you say yeah, yeah. they're going to have a counter yeah. just don't even acknowledge them yeah. like you just you you honestly can't even go there
0: yeah christian christian is a uh, a victim of the trolls he gets
3: yeah. into it.
1: well the thing is i like to I like to engage because it – I don't know. I like <laughs> to troll back. My whole existence is I like to be a troll to Dale specifically. But um, when people try to troll me, I just, you know, hey, I'm going to do it back. Dale would rather just like ignore it. Yeah. All right. I'm like, nah, this is, this is fun for me too. You know for- <laughs> what's weird?
3: When people are really annoying, I used to block them. But people now look at being blocked as like a badge of honor. Yeah. Right. Like right, like, right. They'll, like they'll take a screenshot and they be will. like, ha, ha yeah. Ross Tucker NFL blocked me. Yeah. Like that means I'm all, I got underneath his skin, man. You know what <laughs> I right. mean? It's like, which, to which I would say, by the way, if you're one of those people listening to this podcast, if you think that you've accomplished something by getting someone to block you on Twitter, man, if that's not a sad existence as a human being, I don't know what is. I mean, that's brutal.
1: <laughs> I just want to say one thing. Um, you just showed how much of a professional you are because in the middle of that sentence, you gave out your Twitter handle <laughs> and nobody even realized it. So you well, just see, said,
3: Christian. <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy that just- plug stuff like at Ross Tucker Tucker, on Twitter or Instagram or (laughs) is always talking about my podcast, like the Ross Tucker football podcast, or if you like gambling, even money podcast. The last thing I want to do (laughs) is be some kind of self promoter and make sure to mention fantasy Feast with Evan Silva again. Or the college draft podcast for those who didn't know college football. True professional. So let I, I don't want you to get me <laughs> misconstrued with that kind of guy. RossTucker.com. Yeah.
0: yeah if if you don't, if right. you don't, who, if you don't know who you Ross got is.
3: Me guard with the last one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why you've been on the show three times yeah. man oh, by the Nobody way else this, has done that yeah no, no i like it i like it that wait, makes
0: me happy no guest ever has been on three times we usually cut them off at one maybe two if they're nice but never three so congratulations yeah, on I that i think
1: we had Harmon on twice and a couple other people but yeah never again this is a first timer three-timer
3: <laughs> wow all right well then i better i better uh make sure i bring it yeah yeah all right let, let's get let's get right into it
1: um
0: i i we want to talk about a little bit of some some of the relevant fantasy players and their o lines in particular i want to talk a little bit about the Seattle offensive line here um p f f ranked him as the number thirty offensive line coming into the year. Obviously, I have a new coach uh mike uh Solari who replaced tom cable um at d j fluker of course what how do you look at the Seattle offense and i mean Russell wilson has been pretty much unstoppable, and he's kind of proven to be. O-line proof, if you want to say that. Uh, is this gonna continue? Is it gonna get any
3: better in Seattle? So here's the thing. They've looked pretty good in the preseason this year. And and I try not to make too much of it, but they've looked pretty good. And I think part of it is some of the personnel. You know, it's nice to have Dwayne Brown in the whole offseason and solidify things at left tackle. They haven't been moving guys around as much as they had in the past. I think right tackle still probably their question mark, but they look pretty good. I mean, number one, you heard uh, I heard Russell Wilson say he had all day to throw in the last preseason game, the third one. Even Greg Cosell, who joins me every week on. This is for you, Christian. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast um, (laughs) mentioned how good Seattle's looked offensively. And that's, you know, without Doug Baldwin playing, who, you know, even before this happened, you know, he came out and said he's going to be 80-85% and manage his knee. As soon as I saw he had a sore knee, like there's no such thing as a sore knee. That means something's wrong, right? Right. Like that means you have an issue that he's going to have to fight through some type of tendonitis or arthritis or something like that. But I take that as a really good sign. You know, what Russell Wilson said, what Greg Cosell has seen, and I think it really is a feather in the cap of Mike Solari, and it doesn't really speak all that well, frankly, to Tom Cable. Well, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's not good because he's had basically the same personnel. And the other thing I like about him is that with, like, J.R. Sweezy back, with George Fant as a swing tackle and competing with a Fetty at right tackle. They actually have some decent depth this year. Like if somebody goes down, they're not going to put in a guy that last year was playing D-line at uh, SMU. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like they actually have some guys that have played a little bit. So um, that part I feel good about the Seahawks. But then again, they just traded a six-round pick for one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life in Brett Hundley. So I don't know that I can I can give them too much credit at this point.
0: So I mean, based off you know you, all your experience playing and and watching football, how and this might seem like a, a rookie question here, but how if if the personnel is exactly the same, you know the, the players are exactly the same, and a, a, a subpar coach uh, gets replaced by a really really good coach, how much difference can that can that coach make? on the same offensive line? I mean, as as far as, say, you know, if if Seattle last year was, say, 30th, how much can they really improve just from having a coaching change, in your opinion?
3: Uh, a decent amount. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've often said that position coaches are way, way oh, undervalued in sure. the NFL. Way undervalued. I don't think people realize how much of a difference they make. I'll give you one example. I remember one year where our running backs couldn't block anybody in pass pro. They never knew what they were doing. We had a coaching change. A new running back coach came in after that. And the next year, those guys were lights out. They knew what they were doing all the time. It was so, so impressive.
1: Yeah, Interesting. Uh, I want to transition to a different offensive line. Um, We've seen – a lot of concerns here throughout the offseason now and what was probably before the best offensive line in football in the Dallas and Dallas O line. Is there any concern now for players that are super fantasy relevant like Ezekiel Elliott, the top three pick consensus for most people with some of these um, injuries and, and weird situations that we have going on with that O line?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I had him number two in my rankings. And now I dropped them to number nine just because of the uncertainty. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an expert in (laughs) Guillain-Barre syndrome. You know what I mean? But I will tell you this, uh, you know, I had Dr. David Chow. uh, He does a medical minute on the Monday edition of the Ross Tucker football podcast. And he said, look, it's, it's, it's a nerve issue. And, there's a decent chance he hasn't played at all this year. And so I wonder, okay, when he does come back, when is that? How effective will he be? And it's a big drop-off between him and Joe Looney, who's going to play center in his stead. I mean, Frederick is the keystone. He's like the fulcrum of that O-line. And so it's concerning, very concerning. Because even if he does come back, how high of a level does he play at? And then let me go across the starters for you, okay? The left tackle, Tyron Smith, chronic back problems. Chronic. The last couple of years, I think he's missed six games. And, man, I wish it wasn't the case. But I've been there with back issues. I don't know anybody that's that ever used to have back issues. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. once you have back issues, yeah. congratulations. You have gotten you, – you've just won – a free set of back issues for the rest of your life because that's what happens. So that's the left tackle. The left guard, Connor Williams, by the way, they never should have taken. They should have drafted Dallas Goddard at that spot yeah. and not let the Eagles jump him because Dallas Goddard's a stud. I've watched every snap he's played for the Eagles so far as the number two tight end. But Williams has kind of gotten bounced around in there. He has not looked great. They've got Looney at center because there are issues – with Travis Frederick that we talked about that are total unknown. Zach Martin's back at practice, but he's battling a knee issue. Yep. And then at right tackle, you've got Lael Collins, who I think it's fair to say was up and down last year. And that's one of the reasons why they, draft, they signed a guy like Cameron Fleming in free agency from New England, because I think they thought Maybe they'd even move Lyle Collins back to left guard. So to me, there are legitimate question marks at every spot right now.
1: I agree. I think, um, in my opinion, if, if Martin's healthy and Lyle Collins can be consistent, then we have a good offensive line regardless of what happens. With this, I don't even know how to pronounce this disease. I'm not even going to kid. Uh, the like, <laughs>
3: end beret. Like the green beret.
1: Yeah, that's why I didn't try it when I introduced the question. I was just. <laughs> um, so, you know, if if that, I kind of agree that there's some, there's a lot of question marks, but I still think it's a solid offensive line. Uh, but yeah, question marks and concerns. Uh, maybe. How, how does this affect uh, Zeke then? Because that's really what I want to get out of this.
3: So. Here's what I usually say. Right. So Zeke is good enough in the passing game and they don't really have very many other weapons that if they're so, first of all, I think they want to try to lean on the running game. Right. So that's a good thing for him to lean on the running game because of the fact that they don't have great weapons at receiver and tight end and because they have some O-line issues. So that's number one. That's a positive for Zeke. Number two is if they are struggling to run the ball and they start to throw it more, I still think Zeke might be one of their best weapons, maybe their best weapon. Sure. So you try to get him isolated a lot. If Dak's under pressure a little bit more, he dumps it off to Zeke, more screens, things like that. So all of that's a positive. That said, if you look at like all the ADPs, all the rankings, where everybody thought Zeke was, right – those really haven't taken into account the O line issue so if you're torn it's if it's I, I always say that my my O line rankings and I did them this week I did the O line tiers on the fantasy feast podcast and I always say this it's really just a tiebreaker so you know how like there's certain decisions where you're like uh right. I don't know Zeke or this guy it, this is the tiebreaker in my mind the tiebreaker is the O line. And lean a- away from an O line that you're concerned about and is looking worse, and lean towards the O lines that have shown some promise. Like I, there are some O lines I think have a chance to be a lot better this year. You know, so far to me, you know, the Seahawks are one of them. Giants, Bengals, all of which, on some level, is because they really couldn't have been worse than they were last year, <laughs> right. right? So that's a big part of it. And then I would also say the Redskins and the Ravens. Both those groups have some legitimate dudes, but they just were so decimated by injury last year that they didn't really get a chance. They didn't really get a shot. Then hmm. conversely, the flip side would be the Vikings, the Carolina Panthers, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, these are some of the some of the units that I think you're going to take a big step back from what we saw a year ago. Uh, and a lot of that's because of injury and the bills, you know, the bills had some things outside of their control, obviously with woods, neck and incognito's, whatever you want to call that syndrome, uh, whatever's going on with incognito. But, you know, they also could have done something about it, which they really didn't do. Right.
0: Right. Um, well, you mentioned, uh, the Vikings a second ago. I want to talk about Kirk Cousins and how he's the gonna perf- yeah, I mean how how he's gonna perform. He doesn't do well. Historically he hasn't done well when facing pressure. And uh this Vikings offensive line is not uh I guess it's just not very good. <laughs> so do what what are your notes here on Kirk Cousins and how is he going to be affected by this by this O line?
3: So the one real positive he has is he's kinda used to this from last year, right? Sure. I mean Last year, I think did didn't everybody get hurt? I mean, they had dudes <laughs> yes. like I think Tony Bergstrom was starting games for the for the Redskins last year on the offensive line. Like what? Right. I mean that guy. So it's kind of crazy, but that's what happened a year ago, and so Cousins has kind of been there and done that, and knows about getting rid of the ball quickly. He knows what he needs to do when the offensive line is in shambles. What concerns me is not only their lack of depth, their question marks at a couple starting spots, but also you know we talked about the value of position coaches, right? Well, they lost theirs. Tony Sperano, who, by the way, was the only reason why I got a shot in the NFL at all. In 2001, my agent knew him, and he got me a shot as an undrafted free agent. With the Redskins. That's awesome. And it's, uh, it's, it's obviously incredibly sad on on so many levels. But that hurts the team, too. Right. So, we'll see. I had been, up until that point, up until what happened with Easton and Sperano, I had been telling people I thought the Vikings were going to go to the Super Bowl and win it. I, I felt that good about the Vikings. But when's the last time a team had a, a legitimate big-time question marks on the O-line? and then went out and won the Super Bowl. Maybe by the end of the year, this group can come together, but they've got legit question marks at a bunch of positions.
1: Speaking of question marks, uh, I've got to ask you, I actually heard you on a interview with Jim Rohn talk a little bit about Carson Wentz, and I want to go back and last year, Andrew Locke is like the similar comp there where it's a guy that everybody kept saying, okay, he's going to be ready, he's going to be ready, he's going to be ready. And then he missed the whole year. Carson Wentz, you spoke about, he seemed like everything was fine. And then they kind of took a step back with him. What exactly is going on with him? Did he actually have a setback? Are they just trying to protect him and have him ready for the season? Do you have any insight on that?
3: Nobody has seen a setback. And, you know, Thursday night was the second time in a row there have been all kinds of videos of him moving around, you know, in pregame warm-ups where he looks really good. I mean, he looks athletic. He looks ready to go, you know, but that doesn't mean that they're going to clear him. You know, the two things that are interesting to me about that, he was like full go the first three days of practice, and then all of a sudden they just shut him down for a month. I, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen anything like it. It was crazy, absolutely crazy to me. That, that that happened without any real explanation. So that's number one. Then number two, the Eagles fired all of their medical people, all their doctors after last year, which is kind of rare after the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, they fired them. So put yourself in the shoes of the new team doctor, <laughs> the new team orthopedic. Hey, Doc. The guy that should have been MVP of the league last year if he didn't get hurt, who we're hoping is the face of the franchise for 15 years, who helped us get to the Super Bowl and win it last year. What do you think? You think he's ready to go? Or do you think we should wait a little bit? <laughs> right. Like, what would you say if you were that guy? Yeah, right? Crazy. I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I'd probably wait a little bit. I'd, I don't think he's quite ready. Right? I mean, I would, I would err, because here's the thing. If you say he's not ready and he doesn't play, then you know, they might get a little frustrated, but they understand. If you say he's ready and he re-tears his ACO, you had a very short tenure as the new team doctor <laughs> of the Philadelphia people. <laughs> sure you know, right. Like it's over for you. Yeah. It's done.
0: Yeah. So yep.
3: I you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I was there, I'd be like, "Nope, not ready. Nope, <laughs> sorry, can't do." Nope. Right. That's the question. Then for me is like, okay, so if he can't play next Thursday night against the Falcons in the opener, well, then when will he be ready? Like, what? Like, when? When? When will he be ready? That would be my question. Sure. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: I didn't. I didn't realize that about it. I, I totally missed that news about the medical staff. That's really interesting there. Yeah. All right. Uh we're going to end our call here um but before we do that, we just have a couple of questions for you. Definitely not fantasy related, but uh just burning questions that I, you know, we we talk to Ross Tucker once a year and uh you know, we we just have a couple of minutes with you. And so there's two burning questions we want to ask you. Number one. Uh I'll I'll put a little scenario out here. You're going big high profile party. You're walking in the door and they stop you at the door and they won't let you in. They ask you, hey, you know, can you call anybody to, you know, confirm that you're allowed in? Who is the most famous person that's saved on your cell phone that you can call to get you into the party?
3: Oh, man. Like, who Uh, who would
0: you call when you're like, I I need to, you know, I need to make a splash here?
3: You know what's weird? I have some famous people on my phone, but I don't really know them that closely. I I... Can does does Taylor Swift's dad count? Absolutely, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I feel awesome. like Taylor Swift's dad would answer for sure because he loves football and really likes me. That's awesome. And I feel like he'd be like, "Look, you got to let Ross in. I'll get you tickets, backstage passes for yeah. Taylor's next concert. That'll get you in. They would let me
0: in. That'll get you in.
3: No, I'm I mean, getting you know, phone like number. Media people I have in my phone, you know, sure. like I don't. You know, people might like and right, right, whatever, right. but. I don't know. It depends on what kind of party, right? And, you know, if it's a football, like if it's a football party, I probably wouldn't go there. But if it's like a normal party, I'd yeah, probably yeah. go Taylor Swift's dad because she's good. Answer. she's from my hometown, which is awesome. But, um, you know, I kind of like my five or six year run as the most famous person from why missing Pennsylvania. And now <laughs> not only did she shatter me, yeah. but I, I'm giving up, guys. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen for me. <laughs>
0: It's over. Yeah, you're 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 not you're not topping
1: that. I think you should just you know shake it off. <laughs> there you go. All right. No. Oh, that's yeah. a good joke, it's, man. It's okay. the name of her song. Okay, <laughs> let's move on.
0: All right. Uh, last question. We'll let you go. What is uh, you've been in the media for a while now. What's the best interview you've ever done? And and the reason I'm asking this is not no. this one. <laughs> no. um, For, on either. our end, I mean, not yeah, him. Right, he was right. excellent. Right, I suck. Fuck the Taylor Swift joke. I killed it. <laughs> so um, you know, <laughs> you know, if 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 you see Tiger Woods at press conferences, you know, he's talking, you know, individual holes that he remembers exactly. You know, I did this or did that. Um, oh, best interview he's ever done. like Tucker's yes, ever done, yes, yes, or yes. like he's yeah, been that, on that he's ever. conducted. Oh well, he crushed it today. Right, so right, that he's ever conducted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I guess long, long it form, long form question here. Best interview that you've ever conducted.
3: Now wait a minute. Is it most entertaining, or just is one... it like well, I was just that impressed by the uh, interviewee? When
0: when you're going to the media Hall of Fame, they're going to say your your shining moment in media. What is it?
3: Hmm. You know, it's probably. You guys might think this is a cop out, but based on the response, it's probably my wife on the Ross Tucker football podcast. Interesting. Okay. Because she just was blatantly honest. And I think people were like, they never really hear from an NFL player's wife.
0: Yeah. Right. And
3: for her to just talk about how kind of negatively she feels about the NFL and Mm -hmm. how it's not what it's cracked up to be. Like, I just think like, you know, when you're growing up, you think when you're an NFL player, you know, during the week, you just go to awesome parties every night where the, like 20 girls all want to hook up with you and it's awesome. And then Sunday you play the game and then you go to five more parties that week and then play the, like, it's not like that, man. Like it's not, it's not <laughs> well, like that funny. at all. And you know, she she was there for a lot of the tough times. I mean, I, yeah. you know, some of, you know, I I would say top ten best times and worst times in my life. You know, the NFL was a big part of that. Right. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, I I can remember, I remember one time when Cleveland cut me after I thought I was going to start after they traded for me you know her dad told me to follow me we had two cars in cleveland follow me back to pennsylvania because he was a little worried that i might i don't know about driving off the road but he just wanted her to follow me bb be like it was right like i think about that now and i get i get sad it, it's uh it's tough man like sure. you put so much into it and i you know i felt like i was representing everybody from my hometown everybody from princeton and you really feel like you're letting a lot of people down. It's tough. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. I can imagine, man. That's crazy.
0: Uh, I'd need to dig up, go in the archives, and uh, and get that off your podcast. I, yeah, I what,
1: what podcast was that again?
3: The Ross Tucker Football <laughs> Podcast, which is not the same podcast, Christian, as the Fantasy Feast or even money. Legitimately, though, if you like gambling or fantasy, check out Fantasy Feast or even money. And then if you just want an awesome podcast from a guy that laughs at christian's jokes about 20 seconds late yeah. uh yeah. most of the time you should listen to the raw soccer football Look,
0: podcast he, at least he got a laugh most of the time he doesn't even get a laugh so yeah that's
1: okay we used to in our first season we had a a horn for when there was just no laughing at yeah, the jokes but, and but then we got <laughs> I, then we started playing too many horns and we realized that just took up half the episode so
0: um, anyways all right, all man. right. ross <laughs> again as always man we appreciate you coming on bringing the fire uh, again, uh, go to dot com. You can find his zillion podcasts. Uh, he's a busy man. You can find them everywhere. So if, uh, uh, yeah, go find them and, and listen
1: to his if stuff. If you don't know where to find him by now, you haven't been listening, <laughs> but you. at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. And, and there his... you
3: go, Christian.
0: <laughs> All right, Ross. We appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll talk to you next time.
3: Sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me. No, man.
0: Thanks, man. Later. Bye. All right. Again, thank you to Ross Tucker for joining us. Uh, awesome, as always. We that love guy him. He knows
1: his offensive lines.
0: <laughs> uh, he he knows his stuff. So uh, we appreciate every time he comes on. It, it was awesome. So again, thank you, Ross Tucker. All right, Christian. Uh, I think uh, this has been a super fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you do want to hit on a couple things, just in case they missed it. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you one minute on the microphone.
1: All right. So my number nineteen cereal. You ready for it? Yep. Are you sure? Yep. Are you sure? Yes. Honey Nut Cheerios. Ooh,
0: man. The audience has been waiting for like three months for this. Honey Nut Cheerios. Solid pick. Solid pick at number 19. I like it.
1: All right. You ready? We're going to just bombard them. Yep. The winner of Mark Madness will not be announced because our number 32 Mark... Marco Antonio the guy from ancient Greece. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and now let's wrap up our show here Dale with a recap of Trapped in the Closet episode 5. You ready? Ready. Episode 5. Episode 5 starts with Wait, hold on. Did we do did we cover episode 4? I, I don't remember to be honest with okay, you. Okay, episode 5. Okay. If you're not if you're not here, you go go rewind watch episodes yep. 1 through uh Three four. Four yeah. four. yeah. Episode five, right? So Vester's already found out found about about the condom. Now he's like Ew. arguing with Gwendolyn, like, you know, you need to tell me some answers. Where yep. did this condom come from? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you know, Gwendolyn's like, I know that you're unfaithful. She's like, I saw you at the club last night. He ignores that. He just bypasses it. He's like, No, no, no. We on you right now. Okay? all right and -hmm. then he demands that she starts to name some names okay so she starts talking about her friends tina and roxanne and then she mentions casually chuck and rufus and that confuses sylvester because he's like chuck and rufus who i done met some chuck and rufus already so then she explains her and kathy were friends in high school right kathy introduced her to gwendolyn to the police officer that oh, stops Sylvester, right? Confirming. Confirmed the secret lover. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the police officer? Wow,
0: that's some shit. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast today. You can always find us on Twitter and on Facebook. I mean, for do you think I actually
1: understood what we just talked about?
0: For Christian, the big like three people. Burrito. My name is Dale. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to
1: you guys later. I appreciate you, three people.
0: Yeah.